0: moms. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome back. I am so glad that you have joined me again for another series of podcasts here at The Busy Mom. You know, I have been thinking a lot and praying about what the Lord would have me speak about next, and I'm getting ready to do a series of uh, events around the country. And my theme this year, as you've heard me maybe say already, is fearless. Well, I want to share something with you. I'm going to try to pull it up on my phone here. I want to share something with you that uh, has really been, well, for lack of a better word, weighing on my heart as I think about all the moms that contact me on a regular basis. So let me just tell you what the headlines are on my phone. So I'm connected to a news source on my phone like many of you and when there's breaking news I get a little uh, push notification on my screen and so I took a screenshot of it. I was talking to my husband about this a few minutes ago. I took a screenshot of it and I just want to read to you what the last three headlines were. So as I'm recording this right now it's a Saturday afternoon And here's the last one. So two hours ago, breaking news. Video purportedly shows beheading of the second Japanese hostage by ISIS. 20 minutes before that, breaking news. Whitney Houston's daughter found unresponsive in a bathtub. Wow. Right before that, political news that's disturbing. And it's really difficult to navigate our way through this stuff and be courageous and be unafraid. And yet that's how God wants us to live, isn't it? The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. Let's invite the Lord to join us. Would you pray with me? Father, we need more of you in this generation. Lord, everywhere we look, we see signs of unrest. It's frightening, Lord, to be raising children in this generation, in this culture, in this climate that's so fearful and fear-based. Lord, I pray that you would show us more of who you are and guide us by your spirit so that we can raise a generation of children who walk so closely with you that no matter what happens around them, they are like that tree that's planted by streams of water. Lord, we've been learning about what it means to be thirsty for you. And so Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we go back to your word again, to get just a glimpse of your heart for us, Lord, that you would help us to be courageous and not to be fearful. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I wanna to go to 2 Timothy. If you have your Bibles, and some of you, uh, I know that you do because I hear from you. So if you have your Bibles, I'm gonna be going through a couple of verses today, but just write them down. If if you just have a pencil, that would be great too. The first one is 2 Timothy one seven. This is one of my favorite verses in the whole of scripture because I think it gives us just a glimpse into God's heart for us and also into the spiritual warfare that we are facing as God's people and as a nation. We talked about last week, I said, we have a president in office right now, Barack Obama, who was elected in our democracy basically because of two things. He ran on two words and most everyone I ask, everywhere I go to speak, I'll say, how many of you can tell me the two words that got Barack Obama elected? and they all know what they are. Those two words are hope and change. We live in a nation that is literally starving for hope and change. Let's look at 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Power and love and a sound mind. The ESV says power and love and self-control. That verse tells me two things immediately about the character of God. For one thing, he cares about the fact that we, he knows that we struggle with fear. Here's Paul instructing Timothy. He's saying, listen, that fear that you're feeling, that fear that's gripping your heart, that's not from the Lord. He says, that's actually a spirit. Do you see that at the beginning of verse seven? For God did not give us a spirit, of fear. So when we feel that fear, that's not from the Lord. I'm often telling moms, because I I speak about homeschooling quite a bit, that when you decide to educate your child, whichever direction you go, let's say that you decide to put your child in a public school or in a private school, or you decide to homeschool your child, if you've made that decision based on fear, I'd really like to challenge you by telling you that I don't believe that that's God's heart, that we would make any decision based on fear. God wants us to make our decisions based on our time with him and what we see him doing around us and what we read in his word and know of his character and his heart for our children and for our families. Anytime we make a decision based on fear, we know immediately that's not the Lord. The Bible says very plainly, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind or self-control. So when you feel that that fear is guiding you, take a step back and, and ask yourself, is this really the Lord? Is this this fear that's gripping my heart? Is this really from the Lord? You know, I'm in the middle right now of writing a book and it's been a challenge for me because I'm writing a lot about uh, my childhood and what it was like for me to grow up uh, in a home that was very largely dominated by fear. We lived in a fearful situation and it shaped who I became as a mother and as a wife. And I have wrestled with fear my entire life. And it seems that the Lord in his mercy, when we allow him to, comes alongside of us and uses the things that frighten us or the things that make us feel weak to actually make us stronger. The Bible says that God's strength is found in weakness. And so when we turn on the news and we see fearful headlines and we see fearful stories and our kids are asking us questions about things that are happening at school or things that they have read on the internet, we can go to them confidently and say, you know what? God didn't give us a spirit of fear. And you're right. We live in a frightening world, but you don't need to be afraid. We serve a mighty God, and we don't need to be afraid. God's children have no reason to be afraid. 1 Peter 5 eight says, be sober-minded, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Do you remember last week we talked about Job? And there was a scene in the beginning where God is talking to the angels and the devil happens to come into this conversation, and God seems a little bit surprised. He says to, to the devil, what are you doing here? Dude, what are you, you know, what? what's the deal? And Satan actually admits to him. He said, well, I've just been around patrolling the earth. And then here in 1 Peter five eight we read it again, where Peter is saying, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. That sounds a lot like patrolling the earth to me. You see, we have a very real enemy. And our enemy is laid out very clearly in scripture for us. And so we don't need to be afraid of the enemy. We need to fight the enemy using spiritual warfare. We don't fight a spiritual battle. Women, this is a spiritual battle that we're talking about. These people that we read about in the newspaper and that we see committing these horrible crimes are wicked people. There is such a thing as good and evil. The Bible lays it out for us from the beginning of time. And so if we recognize that it's a spiritual battle, it gives us the opportunity then to fight the spiritual battle using a spiritual weapon. And rather, I think sometimes than using a spiritual weapon, we become afraid and we wanna insulate our children. And we wanna make sure that nothing bad happens to them, that they're not exposed to anything bad. We become fearful. I talk to moms all the time who are afraid of what's gonna happen to their kids in the years to come. And that fear tends to rule us and reign over us, but it shouldn't because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. I wanna encourage you today, if you're struggling with fear, come before the Lord and just admit it to him, you know what, he made you. He knows all about you anyway, and you can confidently come. The Bible says you can confidently come before the Lord and lay it out to him and say, you know what, Lord, I'm struggling with fear in my life. Help me to be courageous. You know, living fearlessly, which is what we're gonna be talking about, doesn't mean that you don't have moments of fear. What it means is that you live a life that's based on faith and not based on fear, that your fear doesn't drive you, rather your faith drives you and your belief in God's heart for you. You can trust the Lord's work in your life. The Bible says that everything he does for you is good, that his heart toward you is good. In Psalm 103, 17, it says the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting for those who fear him and his righteousness to our children's children. Blessed is the man, Jeremiah says, who trusts in the Lord. Women, you can trust in the Lord today. Come before Him, lay your burdens at His feet, and ask Him to fill your fearful heart with faith. He can do it. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.